Hello and welcome to this week's edition of SBC This Week, a roundup of news and views from around the Southern Baptist Convention. SBC This Week is hosted by Amy Whitfield and Jonathan Howe. Hey, Jonathan. How's it going? Wow, what a week we've had. We've had some news, Amy. We, and not we little have news. Kicked, we have big news. Yeah, we have kicked off uh, 2018 with quite a bang, and uh, I think... I think the annual meeting chatter is upon us. <laughs> well, yes, it is. We have not one, but two SBC presidency nomination announcements. Did I get that? I, th- I think I got that right. Uh, but SBC presidency nominations. Yeah, I, I think that's right. I mean, there are some other simpler ways to say that, but sure, I think grammatically you're 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 safe. We got two candidates. It looks like there you go. Right now, uh, and and yes. maybe maybe more. Who knows? We. we we can have three, four, six, eight, twenty-eight. Who knows? Who knows? Do you remember we were talking the other day, two thousand eight? We had was it six candidates? I don't know. I, I wasn't think there. it was. I. That's right. I think it was six, and um, that was uh, Johnny Hunt was the oh in the Indianapolis candidate. Yes, who was elected uh, elected president that year, but there were a lot of candidates. I remember. Well, there may be a lot this year. At least we have two that we know of. We we'll get two. to that here in just a minute. Before that, though, we do want to thank our sponsor for this episode and every episode, the Southern Baptist Theological Seminary, located in Louisville, Kentucky. They are committed to training future pastors, missionaries, and gospel leaders. You can learn more about undergraduate, graduate, and doctoral degree programs by visiting sbts.ed. You. So, Amy, no further delay. Let's jump into this news head first. We uh, started out the week with the announcement that J.D. Greer will be nominated once again for the SBC presidency. Yes. Yeah, so, of course, this is something that's been uh, speculated about really since we left St. Louis. Uh, a lot of folks wondered if this would come yeah, this again. Was no surprise. And, and, right. I mean, uh, no one knew for sure, but I think folks were we're wondering and, and we're looking to see if it would happen. Um, so that, uh, that news was dropped on Monday, I believe, uh, in Baptist press and then, uh, following with a release in the biblical recorder, which is the, uh, North Carolina, um, paper. And, uh, so that, that news is out and kind of started the conversation. Uh, Ken Witten, pastor of Idlewild Baptist Church in Lutz, Florida. Am I saying that right? I, I'm I think not I sure. Am. It's the Tampa area. It's, yeah, Tampa. We'll just, we'll just leave it at I that. I can pronounce that As, one. Yes. So, uh, so Ken Witten will be nominating uh, Dr. J.D. Greer. All right. So there is a post at SBC this week uh, with a little bit of information about that. And uh, we are also linking over to the Baptist Press full post uh, that they had for Dr. Greer's announcement. So we have that announcement, uh, the information from Baptist Press. We also have a reaction post. Uh, We had a lot of uh, chatter online about this, uh, and there's a lot of reaction that we gathered for uh, this announcement, and we have another post on on the website about that. Uh, You can go and see all the tweets from uh, past SBC presidents, entity head leaders, and other denominational employees and, and executives and pastors right. in the Southern Baptist Convention. Which which is something we'd like to do this year for yes. every nomination for every office. Just to just to have sort of a place 
where folks can look at what the reaction has been, uh, pulling that together in one post. So uh, we decided to do that. And so this being the first nomination, we've got that post up. All right. And Amy, we also have a couple of links to uh, a couple of uh, posts, one of them being a, a post about Dr. Gaines, Steve Gaines, the president of the SPC right now, and why he is not nominating J.D. Greer. Remember back in 2016, there was a lot of discussion about that. And uh, Dr. Gaines had, had first said that he would. Uh, but I, I think, the, 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 as the Post explains, probably the best scenario here, having the presiding officer step out of the, the election process, which is probably a good thing. Right. So this was a discussion that had come up, and particularly it came up again this past year um, in a, uh, a, a, I think, in a panel discussion. This this kind of this topic arose uh, again, and and I think this is really good. You know, even when we think about our procedure, there's so much laid out in our rules of order about the presiding chair just being an impartial leader. And how important that is for the deliberative process, how important it is because he's leading the messengers through decisions that they're making. And so I think this is I think this is just in that same spirit. And I I appreciated the story because it gives a good explanation of something that maybe had been stirring around. But it, it it's it's a very uh, it's a very admirable you know, position. All right. And we also have a post from J.D. Greer talking about like his things that he would like to see for the SBC in the future. Uh, so that kind of wraps up the J.D. Greer section of the, the presidential nominations. On to the next one, Amy. Ken Hemphill. Yeah. Former Southwestern president, Ken Hemphill. Uh, it was announced uh, this week that he will also be placed into consideration for the SBC presidency. Yeah, so this came uh, later in the week and uh, just kind of continued discussion again. So we are in full swing of considering uh, the future of the SBC and, and considering leaders. Um, and that came out uh, in the Baptist Message, which is the newspaper out of Louisiana. And it, is he from it Louisiana? Didn't actually, he's a, it says, I think, in there that he's a member of uh, North... Well, he lives in North Carolina. He lives in North Carolina, works in South Carolina. But the Louisiana message right. put it out. Okay. Yeah. Um, so this is a paper in, in Louisiana. And uh, Dr. Hemphill, he is a member of a church here in North Carolina, lives in North Carolina, close to the South Carolina line, as he works uh, at uh, North Greenville University. And so this was this was interesting. Now, the, the piece doesn't really give who is going to nominate. And that, you know, that, that happens sometimes. And, and so... We'll find out in future days or perhaps in Dallas. Um, but it said it is an announcement issued by a group of distinguished Southern Baptists. That's uh, what the story says. And that he will be nominated. So had several quotes in there in the story. Uh, David Hankins, executive director of the Louisiana Baptist Convention. Um, Richard Land, president emeritus of the ERLC. Gene uh, Fant from North Greenville, which is where Dr. Hemphill uh, serves currently, uh, as well as John Yates, the state executive in Missouri, and some other past and some pastors. Yeah, and also John Yates, the um, recording secretary for the SPC, as well. So, um, sorry, and some pastors: Eric Hankins, Kai Bowman, uh, a handful of. Th so this was the group of people that were sort of bringing this forward. Yes, and uh, we've got a post up at SBC this week again about this announcement. 
And we also uh, will put a post up uh, this week about the reaction that we see on Twitter uh, for this one. So uh, we'll get all that together and put that online as well. So we've got uh, two candidates announced so far, Amy. We have a few more uh, empty spots in the uh, the election order. You know, we, we've got pastor's conference. We've got first vice president, second vice president, and then the, uh, the two secretary positions, recording secretary and registration secretary. Uh, and we'll right. kind of keep an eye on those as well. Sure. And remember, I mean, these you can always have, you know, in, in all of these offices, like this past year in registration secretary, I mean, we had folks that, that came yeah, I think that we, day. We, we didn't about, even know. Uh, 642 people. I think nominated for that this past year. <laughs> I don't think it was quite that many. Okay. Um, six forty. But it it, it was it there was were six, several it, nominations. I think it was. Six. We had to extend the and business time to get all the nomination speeches in. We did, and some of those uh, had not been announced beforehand. No. So I don't know if so any were announced. We may did not we have any that were announced beforehand. I don't remember. I don't think we did, Amy. I don't I remember. Think okay, I think so we went into some of them. Phoenix. Yes. Yes. So. Um, hey, make it easy so on the anyway. podcast, people, if you're thinking of running, folks, and announce early. Do me a favor. <laughs> it gives us. Do this for Jonathan and Amy. Do it for it, us. It lets us. It lets us process everything. We want the yes, page views and the downloads, yeah. and we'll get you on the podcast. Oh, We'll have you on I'm the gonna, yeah, that's right. We will interview. We so we will we'll, we will reach out. We will reach out to uh, the nominees. And uh, JD Greer, a couple of years ago, was uh, was on the podcast. You got a chance to interview him, yes, uh, Jonathan. And we'll also reach out to Dr. Hemphill and and hope that he'll be able to uh, to come on for a discussion as well. Yep, I'll be in uh, Raleigh later in the spring. So maybe while I'm there, I can sit down with Dr. Greer. If not, we can probably work out something over uh, the internet. And uh, I don't think I'm going to Greenville anytime soon. So uh, I, I'm going to be in East Tennessee and in North Carolina, but not before the um, the SBC. So I don't think uh, I'm going to be in the area where I could interview Dr. Hempel unless he comes to town. So that's entirely possible yeah, as well. So. But if not... The internet not, and the phone that's what the uh, are for. amazing things. Yes, they are. Yes, yes they are. Uh, and this is all important, Amy. We're, we're talking about this and making these interviews available because we want people to show up in Dallas to be informed, engaged, and to, to make decisions because, Amy, decisions are made. By those who show up. Yes, that's right. And the good news is, also, it's February. And you know what that means. Registration. Registration opened February the 1st. So you can go online at sbcannualmeeting.net and make your uh, reservation and, and register as a messenger from your church. Uh, you just have to fill out a few little things there about your church. You need an SBC ID and maybe a little bit other information depending on the church and what, what kind of information they have in the database for you. Uh, but if you can get with your church, get your SBC ID, register as a messenger, have the church commission you as a messenger, show up in Dallas and, and join Amy and I and hopefully... 9,998 at least of our friends. That's our hope. Yeah. And, and just as sort of a, a continued plug for that, keep in mind as you're listening, if there is a way for you to get there. Remember, we've told stories about people sleeping in homes of, of people in the city where it was. And sleeping in train on train cars. In train cars. Yes. Amy's trying to figure all that out. Things. Yeah, I, I am. Um, all these things. And, you know, 
as we see people kind of weigh in on uh, social media of what they want for the SVC, and as we've seen the last two years, and we saw last year during the debate over uh, resolutions, we saw people sort of back at home. Um, and, and it's great. That's a great place to make your voice heard. But remember, the best way to make your voice heard is with a ballot. So come be a part. Ain't no ballots in your living room. Engage in the process. And this is the way to start. So registrations open up. Let's uh, have a big burst of uh, people uh, signing up this week. Yep. And bring your kids, bring your wife, bring your husband, yes. whatever it may be. Uh, but come to Dallas. We have childcare. It also, registration for that also open for uh, kids, preschool, and youth. So that that's available now. You can register for that. The The giant cow is back, Amy. Uh, we we kind of wow. joke about that every year, but the, the giant cow is there, um, and they'll be there. Giant cow is the uh, the children's ministry thing at the SBC annual meeting. And, and this year's theme is Legends of the Feast, a story of love that never stops. I have no idea what that's about. Um, but okay. it's, uh, that's the theme. So there you go. Legends of the feast. Are you bringing your kids, Jonathan? No, I'm not. They're staying home because they got other things going on. I know you're bringing your kids. You put them in childcare though? No, no, no. Drew, they, and, Drew uh, and Mary would they, not appreciate that. Yeah. They're not, uh, no, not, no childcare, no anything. They usually hang around. Mary hangs around a lot, uh, with us. She kind of enjoys a lot of things around. Drew likes the exhibit hall and uh, we stay really close by so they can kind of hang in the room, do whatever, come back and forth. Um, but we are looking forward to Dallas. And I think uh, we're going to try to make a trip down to the silos for Mary. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. The, um, Magno Magnolia Market, is that yeah. what it's called? Uh-huh. Yep. Get to Waco, Waco for, yeah. for her. Yes, that sounds very like important. fun. And then, yep. you know, you'll be able to geek out at one of the many uh, presidential libraries in the area as well. Yeah, I, I'm I'm trying to think through. So I want to get to uh, the book depository, okay. um, to the, the Kennedy, you know, museum um, in downtown Dallas. That should be pretty easy before because it's very close. Um, but if I can get to either the George W. Bush Presidential Library, which is there in Dallas, or if I could figure out a way to get to College Station... I'd be really happy. Yeah. Uh, 41. So we'll see. Right. We'll yeah. see. All right. Okay. Well, good luck with that, Amy. And uh, good luck, Drew and Mary, trying to get Amy out of the presidential library <laughs> if they if, if you do go. So, all right. We got some other news, Amy. It's not just about the SPC this week. Uh, had a big vote in the Senate this week. Late-term abortion ban failed in the Senate. They tried to get cloture on that to bring it to a, uh, you know, a full-blown debate. Uh, voted. It needed 60 votes. It got 51. Needed a supermajority, only got 51. Uh, so that one will go back. There was a, a good episode of the briefing this week that really kind of talked about that. Listen to that with yeah. Dr. Moeller. So he he unpacked that. So if you're interested in that kind of thing, go check out that episode of the briefing. I think it was Wednesday's or Tuesday's, Tuesday or Wednesday's uh, episode uh, talked about that. So Yeah, that's tough. Really, yeah. really tough. And finally, a couple stories from uh, some colleges here. Uh, number one, the... SBU president, which is the uh, Southwest Baptist University up in Missouri, uh, Pat Taylor, is going to retire after 22 years, nearly 22 years, as the president up in Bolivar, Missouri. 22? Yeah. Wow. So he's been there a while, and uh, I know a, a lot of people were, were sad to see him retiring, but at the same time, uh, very appreciative of his uh, tenure at 
Southwest Baptist University. Uh, it totaled more than $122 million in fundraising while he was there, which is just Good astounding. Night. So uh, that, that's just a, a great legacy to leave there. I know he's well-loved at Southwest Baptist in the Bolivar area. And then also, I, I'm not, it's in the same link. So just scroll down whenever you go to that, that page. Um, oh, my goodness. The ETBU bass fishing team went to the Amazon, which is just, all right, there's a lot of things. Going to the Amazon, really cool. For fishing, right. really cool. But a bass fishing team at East Texas Baptist University, uh, that's just, I, I didn't see that one coming, Amy. No, and I don't, uh, do you fish? I don't know a lot no. about fishing. You know me well enough to know I don't fish. I, I don't. That was, don't that was a not a smart about. question. Yeah. Uh, Keith's, Keith's done some fishing and the, and the kids and stuff, but I'm not much into that. I ain't got that. patience but, for that. But that's impressive. It's very impressive. They had a, a boat, they had a 75-foot boat where they ate, slept, they practiced fishing, and then they visited villages. So it was a mission. It was a mission trip. That's kind of cool. Um, work. So I, I think that's pretty neat. Um, and uh, that's a cool way to kind of make the connection with these athletes, these student athletes. They're the bass fishing team, but then they went and took what uh, talents they had and kind of used them, uh, I would say, to to connect with people there. All right. Well, that's going to do it for us this week on the news front. That's going to move us to my favorite part of the week this week in SBC history. Amy, blow our minds. All right, we're going to go to 1987, so 30 years ago. Um, and I wanted to hit on something that was maybe similar to this week. So we, uh, it's it's kind of a, a specific time of the year, and that's uh, for the State of the Union Address. And uh, I, I don't know if you watched that this week. I'm going to confess something here. So I have uh, always, like since... I was in the seventh grade, been interested in politics, particularly presidential politics. I majored in politics, love that, you know, just just love studying all of it, have never enjoyed the State of the Union. Ever. Really? Can barely have, have it didn't matter who it's the president. It's kind of long and boring. I mean, It doesn't honestly. matter who the president is. It's really hard for me to make it through it. And I think it's the fact that as a speech, it's just like one sentence and then applause and then two sentences and then applause. It's not, I, I, I don't know what it is, but anyway, so I'm not really up on a lot of state of the union addresses because I've skipped a number of them in my uh, life, but here's one. I can tell you, I didn't watch this one. I was 11 years old and could care less, um, or I guess even 10 at this point. Um, but this was president Reagan. And Baptist Press covered this because there were some uh, specific things. Uh, there was some specific he mentioned, and then some they brought up that he did not mention. So this was his sixth State of the Union address, um, and he brought up again. This was a a big issue. If you look in the same issue of Baptist Press, there was um, a story on the Supreme Court had announced it would review a New Jersey law requiring a daily moment of silence in public school classrooms. Um, so he brought that up in the State of the Union. He brought up this um, discussion that he had talked about a lot about uh, that lawmakers would amend the Constitution to provide for voluntary prayer. And so he brought it up toward the end of his address. Uh, he talked a lot about education. He talked about the having a drug-free environment in schools, about areas, you know, math and science, things like that. But he really brought up, we need to have something. 
some kind of opportunity for students to pray. Um, he did not, however, mention um, anything about aid for parents who send their children to sectarian schools. And he did not mention, um, interesting, they were talking about the constitutional amendment to ban abortion, which is amazing given where we are now and the story that, that uh, we were just talking about. Um, think about, they were actually talking about a constitutional amendment to ban it entirely. And um, obviously that didn't happen. And now we are uh, where we are and uh, had the real disappointment of this week. But I think this is interesting. And uh, I'm going to guess, do you remember the moment of silence discussion at all? No, because I was even younger than you were, a lot younger than you. So I remember being in school and praying. I I, I see what you did there. I'm going to move on. I remember being in school and praying. I remember being in public school and our kindergarten teacher leading us in a prayer um, before we would go to lunch. And then I remember getting older and this being um, a big discussion and it shifting to a moment of silence. And I remember doing the moment of silence in my school as well. So, but it's very interesting. And it was very interesting to Baptists then, particularly because of the topic. So just as we have talked some about the State of the Union Address this week, uh, we were talking about it 30 years ago this week in SBC history. Very cool. And uh, I did not watch the State of the Union this week either. I was watching hockey. There are more important things in Nashville. I, I was actually tired and went to sleep early. I, I so. was up to like 1 o'clock that night. Okay, so, but I knew they. I knew they'd show the clips. I needed to see. Yeah, I yeah. I saw. I read all about it the next morning. Yep. Anything that was important. So sorry, that's our confession, folks. We talk about this stuff, but we don't watch the State of the Union. No, sorry. Well, now the State of the SBC, I'd watch that. I'll tell you that right now. Actually, but I probably would. will kind of see that whenever Dr. Gaines gives his report to the uh, Executive Committee in just a couple of weeks. So see, when he does, they're not going to clap every third, every second should sentence. I, do that? He's I should gonna, do that. No, he's going to be able to make his entire speech. And that's what we need. Clap at the end. Yeah. Hold your applause, people. Like awards day at kindergarten. That's right. All right. All right. That's going to move us to our resources of the week. Amy, your resource of the week is? My resource is a book that I am very excited about. Um, friend of ours and a professor at... Southeastern Walter Strickland and first vice president um, of the Southern Baptist Convention. That's correct. Uh, he he did a really cool project over the last year. So there was this book that um, a pastor, Charles Octavius Booth, uh, wrote in 1890, and it was laying out sort of the basics of theology uh, for uh, the people in uh, his church. Um, the, the description says he brought the heights of academic theology down to everyday language, and he helps us do the same today. And um, so this was an African-American pastor. Uh, and just think, I mean, this is in the late 19th century. He did this um, sort of uh, beautiful, pr uh, beautiful explanation. Um, and he was writing essentially for, as, uh, as Dr. Strickland says in the foreword, he was writing for the average sharecropper. So he was writing theology for uh, the people who were working in the, in the community, had little access to education, but he wanted them to know and understand uh, the doctrines of our faith. So uh, Dr. Strickland sort of had this on his heart uh, to bring this back out. It was not in print. Uh, so he worked on this project with Lexham and uh, kind of brought it back out there. And so he wrote an introduction to it 
And uh, we're we're very excited about this at Southeastern. Um, I have several copies in my office. We're going to be bringing those to uh, the SBC and have those uh, available for some giveaways in our booth. Um, but you can uh, you can get it right now, and it's definitely definitely worth it. So plain theology for plain people. All right, very cool. I have to check that out. I have to get a copy of that. So maybe you can hook me up with that. So and another book I'm putting in this week for my resource is. They Spoke of Me by Brandon Smith. It is a look at the Old Testament and uh, how it points to Jesus, kind of the uh, the typology type book, you know, the uh, the Christopher Wright book uh, that he has. Uh, I used that one in seminary. That was a, a great book on the same kind of thing, seeing Jesus in the Old Testament and seeing God in the Old Testament. Um, so Brandon's got a book out, uh, just came out, so check it out. And uh, it, it's a really good book. I, I got a copy of it, and uh, I really enjoy it. So uh, it is called They Spoke of Me. So we got the link to that. You can go get it on Amazon, uh, either on Kindle or the, uh, the hard copy. So uh, check that out. That's my Very resource cool. of the week. All right. It's been a busy uh-huh. week in the SBC, Amy, and it's not slowing down because next week is, well, the Super Bowl for one. Um, so we'll, we'll see what happens there. And then. Um, hey, yeah. speaking of that. Okay. Did you see the story that the yes. offensive coordinator for the Philadelphia Eagles used to be the president of RTS Charlotte? Yes. That's pretty cool. But that's not Southern Baptist, so, you know. I know that, but it's just cool. Oh, yeah, totally. And I saw that because I think it was, was it Jason Allen? Dr. Allen tweeted that um, and said something about uh, if if in the Southern Baptist version that that would Danny Aiken would be the football coach and he would be a basketball coach. And then I think he made a crack uh, about Dr. Moeller. Of course. Something about no, you know, he'd he'd be in charge of the band. uh, Some, it was something like that. Uh, But we love people in the band here at SBC this week. So I'm not sure. Yes. um, Yeah. But, Anyway, it, it was that's how I learned about it, and I thought, what the the tweet just caught my attention, and I thought, what is this? And clicked on it. I couldn't believe it. That's pretty cool. Yep. So, yeah. Uh, so, who are you pulling for in the Super Bowl? I just I don't care. I I you got to pick I, a side, Amy. Um. Either red or you're blue. Well, in this well, case, blue or green. Well, I'm probably but. gonna. Che- I'll, I'll probably cheer for the Eagles. I'm usually I usually go for the underdog over the like people who are champions all, all right. the time. Well, we'll be looking for a new co-host next week uh, since Amy is cheering for the <laughs> Eagles. So maybe I'll, maybe I'll find somebody else. Yeah. I, I don't get that much into professional sports. Okay. I like college sports. All right. Yeah. Well, I'm with you there, but I'm cheering for the Patriots because you always cheer for greatness. Nobody wants to see the underdog win. They want to see the di- the dynasty. You want the Lakers to win. You want the, the Patriots to win. You want the Yankees? Well, maybe not the Yankees. The Yankees are, ugh. but anyway. So interesting. Yeah. Anyway. All right. Well, that that's my take on it. So we'll see. But anyway, next week too, Lifeway Trustee meeting. So I will be at the Lifeway Trustee meeting next week. The week after that is the state paper editors and state execs meeting. The week after that is the executive committee meeting. The week after that is Guidestone and IMB's meeting. So. It's going to be a busy month, Amy. Welcome to February. Uh, it will be a busy, busy month. So we yes. will have, but we will be covering it all. So join us on Facebook and on Twitter at SBC this week, and we will have the news for you as soon as it breaks. 
Uh, we try to get that stuff up and out as fast as possible to keep you informed. And we thank you again for joining us every week here on the podcast. And we'll see you next week. See you next week.